Readings from Romans 8, 18 to 25, and it is on page 1135 of the Bibles in front of you. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly, as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. This is the word of the Lord. On page 971, Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Therefore, I tell you, Jesus said, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Hopefully that's better. Okay, shall we pray? Lord, as I speak, may you speak. May all that is not of you be blown away like dust in the wind. But may all that is is of you rest in our hearts and remain with us. Amen. Please be seated. Move a bit and see if that stops the humming. 
Okay. Don't worry. Do not worry. Those are the words printed reassuringly in bold at the beginning of the passage we just heard from Matthew's Gospel. I had to laugh when I saw that I was going to be talking about that passage. I sent a picture of those three words uh, in bold to a friend of mine with a message that said, this is the passage I'm going to be speaking about at church. Lucky I'm an expert. (laughs) It's funny because I'd spent most of the previous week telling my friend how worried I was about certain things. You may or may not know this, but I'm a worrier. I worry. A lot. One of the advantages of suffering from an anxiety disorder is that you learn to be quite good at coping with anxiety and worry. But sometimes things get on top of me. And the last couple of weeks, I've been worrying. And in the midst of all that, I was given this passage and told, talk about this. Thanks, God. The day before I sat down to prepare what I was going to say today, I had a message from my friend. God had intervened in one of the situations I'd been worried about, in an unexpected way. I'd been praying about it, of course. But I don't know about you, but when I'm really worried about something or emotional, I find it hard to pray. I find it hard to know what to say. If you do find that, by the way, now is probably a good time for me to put in a plug for the prayer course that we've been running here on church uh, on a Tuesday evening or a Thursday afternoon. I think there's a break, isn't there, this week for half term, but then it's uh, back on the week after. Um, And it's a great opportunity to explore ways to pray. So prayer can be difficult sometimes. And my other problem is, I'm one of those people who always wants to fix things. If you present me with a problem, my immediate instinct is to try to solve it. So I've been praying in that rambling, breathless way that I guess a lot of us do when we're worried about something. Lord, I just want to fix this. I just want to be able to put this right. Lord, please just give me the opportunity to intervene. Let me solve this problem. Let me find the answer. And then, once I got all that off my chest, I just about managed to take a small step back and think. And I added, Lord, I just want to be able to resolve this situation. But actually, I know that what this situation needs isn't me. What this situation needs is you. And then a couple of days later, I got that message from my friend. And I knew it was an answer to prayer. Not the answer I wanted to hear, but the answer I needed to hear. I wanted to feel that I was in control of the situation. But God was saying to me, you were right. This situation doesn't need you. It needs me. And I'm here. You think you care, and I don't. You cannot possibly comprehend how much I care. And I have a plan. I've got this. Trust me. And don't worry. Do not worry. I'd like to be able to say I'm not worried anymore. That my absolute faith and certainty in God's plan has banished all worries from my mind. But I'm always going to worry. What that moment did, though, was it made me take a step back. It made me focus on the hope I have in God's perfect plan for all creation. And it reminded me of my place in that plan. 
as one of God's children, that glorious freedom that awaits us. That's what I think we need to do sometimes. Take a step back. Look at the big picture. Like those images. Do you know the ones I mean where they're all made up of tiny little images? And if you look at them up close, all you can see is these tiny little squares of unconnected images. But if you take a step back and look at the thing as a whole, you can see just one big picture made up of lots of tiny little squares. Our worries can be like that. We get so focused on the detail of what is close to us that we can't see the bigger picture. It can be hard, though. It feels like there's lots to worry about in the world today. The world is not as it should be. Maybe you're worried about the coronavirus. Maybe you're worried about politics, about the polarisation of the political debate that seems to be pushing people further and further away from compromise, collaboration and conciliation. Maybe you're worried about the natural environment and the effect of pollution on life and the world's climate, or the floods and high winds being experienced in some parts of the country today. Maybe you're worried about terrorism and those who spread messages of hate. Maybe you're worried about gangs and violence on the streets of our local communities. Maybe you're worried about the persecuted and oppressed. Maybe you feel persecuted, oppressed or bullied yourself. Maybe you worry about money, about how you will feed or look after yourself or your loved ones. Maybe you're worried about health, physical, mental or emotional, for yourself or for others. There's so many things that can worry us. And it's hard. It's hard to see God's plan at work when you're seeing any of these things up close. And that's why Paul gives us the encouragement he does in the passage we heard from his letter to the Romans. Paul urges us to take a step back and see the bigger picture. The world is not as it should be. It's still God's creation, full of the potential to be perfect. But all the suffering and turmoil we experience is brought about by sin. And sin was brought into the world not by God's choice, but by human choice. God placed humanity at the pinnacle of creation and made us stewards of this world. God gave humanity a choice, and humanity chose unwisely. Now we're like the Israelites who suffered as slaves in Egypt before God came to release them from slavery. They had hope in God's plan of redemption. And that redemption helped to define their identities as the people freed from slavery by God. But even after they were freed from slavery in Egypt, it was a long and difficult journey through the wilderness before they reached the promised land. In the same way, in our suffering, we have hope for the glorious freedom that awaits when the fullness of God's glory is Shall I swap to that one? Would it be better with this one? The passage from Romans uses the powerful image of childbirth to describe the current state of creation. It's a beautiful image of that period of intense pain and struggle that must be endured for now 
but that will lead to the bringing into being of something so beautiful and wonderful and right. Right now, the world is in pain. And as believers in God, we too are in pain. Because we know the world is not as it should be. And we know that we ourselves are not yet fully as we should be either. But because God is at work in us, we almost ache as, as we long for God's kingdom to come. For God's work in us to be complete. We long for this period of suffering to end and for God's glory to reign. But that longing, in part, comes from the hope we have that the time will come. As Paul says in verses 24 to 25 of that passage from Romans, For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. That's the bigger picture. This period of suffering and pain will lead to glorious freedom when God's kingdom comes and God's glory is revealed. In the meantime, we wait. But we wait in hope. As followers of Christ, we are not called to stand apart from the pain of the world's suffering, but to be praying right in the places where the world is in pain. That pain comes from the fact that the world is not yet as it should be. Not yet. But don't worry. Do not worry. For the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Amen.